Hey guys, it's Leah from Prestige Worldwide Medical Consulting. Um, I wanted to come on today and just discuss a topic that's been on my mind. I've seen a lot of veterans um, kind of talking about this and, and actually active duty service members too, talking about um, basically how do they get things documented on active duty, right? Um, what do we look at in our record review process, stuff like that. So I wanted to talk specifically about the DD form um, 2807, which is the report of medical history, and the DD form 2208, which is the report of medical examination. These are forms that you're going to find throughout your medical record. You should be able to find, um, and they can. They're your basically your entrance physical that's done at MEPS, and anytime you go to a school throughout your time in the military, um, these are done whether it's like airborne school or. You know, if you're going to go to ranger school or any type of military school, typically um, these are these are done, right? It's like a medical clearance. This is also um, the physical exam that's going to be completed when you're retiring, right? So you're going to see this at multiple periods of time throughout your um, time in service, okay? Um, so I also think it's really important, and I'll get into this in a few minutes, um, for for service members that are exiting service, it's a really great way for you to compile, um, you know, your things, your ailments that are bothering you and make sure you get them documented, you know, correctly so that um, when you go make a claim for veterans um, benefits later on, it's well documented in your record. So I'm going to flip my screen around here and kind of show you guys the first form, which is the um, Department of Defense form or DD form 2807. Okay. Um, hang on one second. Okay, so this is the DD form 2807, okay? It says report of medical history. You should see this in, you know, like I said, this should be your entrance physical, what it's recorded on, your exit physical, um, and, you know, any other time that it's required throughout your service. This is really neat because it has your information and then it has, this is the form the service member fills out, right? The service member is gonna fill out this page and it's like, have you ever suffered from the following? You know, and it's got sinusitis, bronchitis, um, allergies, you know, arthritis, numbness or tingling, you know, anything from, you know, respiratory conditions, foot trouble, um, high or low blood sugar. It's just a comprehensive list of conditions. You know, there's other things too that you can like pencil in down here, but you know, have you had, uh, let's see, frequent trouble sleeping? Have you had, um, you know, anxiety, depression, excessive worry, things like that. You you document this, yes or no, and then down here, you're gonna, you know, like if you put that you suffered from frequent trouble sleeping, you're gonna put 17D and you're gonna annotate it down here and you're gonna write, I've had frequent trouble sleeping for, you know, whatever it pertains to you, right? So you're gonna just discuss that, okay? And then you're gonna sign it, right? So um, your name's on each page, your social security number, whatever, and you're going to sign that, okay? And then, hang on. Actually, this you don't sign it. I, I take that back. You fill this out, but the, the examiner is going to sign that they acknowledge that you gave that to them, basically, down here. Now, the 2808 is the accompanying physical exam portion, okay? The physical exam portion that the medical provider is going to fill out that goes with that. So this is them evaluating all of your, you know, your head, eyes, ears, nose, throat, heart, lungs, all that stuff. 
Um, and then they're going to write notes. Like, so if they put that you had an abnormality, for example, like, you know, flat feet or something, they're going to check um, abnormal for your, you know, lower extremities or for your feet here. And then they're going to write flat feet, uh, asymptomatic or flat feet, mild or whatever. And then there's going to be some additional stuff. If you had to get lab work, they're going to pencil in all that stuff, your vision, et cetera. Your hearing, it gets annotated in here as well. All right, if it applies to that physical, okay? And then this is just um, a bunch of, you know, a pull he's is your physical profile. This is not quite so important for you guys um, to worry about, but the most important parts I wanted you to be focused on were the fact that these are written records of snapshots in time of your history. So the good thing about this 2807, right? Remember, the 2807 is your report of your medical history, yes or no, have you suffered from these conditions? Conditions, okay, so the good part about the medical history page, what I love to tell when I was on active duty and I was, um, you know, I had guys getting ready to retire or separate or whatever, I would say, look, get the 2807, go home, document everything that you believe is currently bothering you or has ever bothered you or whatever, write up that comprehensive list. And then when you, you come in, you don't want to necessarily because your medical provider might not have time to go over 45 things with you on a visit. So, you know, six months out, you could start documenting these things and, pay, and schedule a visit and be seen for one or two of those things, right? So go be seen for one or two of those things at a time. That way, you know, over time, you've got a visit for each one of those things. Because what I can tell you is that if you go in there and you think that you, you're going to report 15 things to your provider in a 20-minute visit, and you're like, hey, I did a great job, I told them everything, I don't, I can't, you know, they might not even document all those things they should, right? But they may say, hey, I don't have time to discuss all of these things. I, I'm going to, you know, we're going to focus on one or two things to do it justice. Um, but the other things you're going to have to come back for. So when veterans say, well, I told my doctor about that, but they didn't document in my record. Well, here's a good way for you to get that documented is by scheduling, um, you know, individual appointments, active duty guys, schedule individual act, uh, appointments for one or two conditions so that you can make sure that those are getting annotated. And at worst case scenario, if you fill out this document, um, you can go to the patient administration division and ask them to fax it in, or scan it into your medical record. So you get it scanned into your medical record and even if you separate, like, hey, I told my doctor about this, but they didn't like, you know, annotated in my chart. Well, here is where I like turned it in that I was suffering from these ailments and they uploaded it to my record. Okay. Um, so Mr. Friday is, is here. I see I'm reading some of these comments and he says, what if my platoon sergeant calls me a sick call ranger? Okay. That happens a lot, right? So I remember when I was a private, you know, when I was enlisted, you know, I was in the 82nd and, you know, it was like frowned upon, I remember, you know, a senior enlisted person told me, hey, like, you don't want to be one of those people that goes to sick call, do you? And that's, that just happens, right? That happens in the military. And so a lot of people kind of get screwed because they don't go and report stuff. Now, things like buddy letters can be helpful. Those can certainly be helpful. But again, you take this 2807 form, you fill it all out, you go up to the hospital and you say, can you please fax it? Can you please scan this into my record? And, and like, Who's going to call you sick call ranger? Maybe you didn't get the appointments done, but there's at least some kind of written record that you suffered from these ailments. And the patient administration division is usually just a bunch of like civilians working up there. They probably don't care, especially if you're just asking them, hey, can you scan this into my chart? Right. Um, so 
Mr. Gilliard is asking, this is for active duty, correct? Not veterans. So part of this conversation is about active duty, right? So this is a way for active duty guys. And I know my business model doesn't really like, it's not for active duty people necessarily. I have a lot of veterans come or a lot of service members exiting, come to me asking me to help them. And I say, you have every opportunity in the world to get your stuff documented on active duty. You don't need me or anybody else to help you. You just go and get your your stuff documented. Now on the flip side for veterans, this is helpful because these documents can can show, you know, a history. Like for example, if someone's got flat feet and they think that their service aggravated it, I'm gonna go back and look at their original 2808, right? The report of medical, uh, the report of medical exam. And I'm gonna look, did they have flat feet um, when they came in? And if they did, were they asymptomatic? right? If they had asymptomatic flat feet, but then they had repeated visits for flat, for painful feet in service, that's an aggravation of a pre-existing condition in my opinion, right? Because you have evidence that it was normal coming in, right? And now it's abnormal in their service record, right? Additionally, when I write a um, letter, my second, my first paragraph in my letter is always explaining who I am and my qualifications. And then I discuss the veteran. They had back pain. Hey, I have reviewed their, um, I've reviewed their documents for entering service. They complain of no uh, back pain prior to enlistment. Their twenty, their their entrance physical shows that they had a normal examination for their back. They have repeated visits in service, and then we just discuss it, right? So these are good for you guys as veterans to look and see. Um, here are these different snapshots in time in my medical history. Here, here was where I was at when I entered. Here's where I was maybe mid career when I went to to a, um, you know military school, right? And then here is my retirement physical. And it can just show this overarching theme of wh where were you at in snapshots in time. So I think these are really helpful. I always like to look at these. I look at other things too, like the PHA, the periodic health assessment, if you have those, or your post-deployment health assessments. Um, and, and these little things are, are things veterans don't necessarily think about because they're not traditional parts of your what you consider like healthcare visit but they are healthcare visits, right? So those physicals that you have at periodic times in your life in the military can be um, definitely be medical evidence that you can um, show. You know, when you were when you were on um, deployment, you complained of breathing. You know, having breathing difficulties, having this, having that, and so we look at those things. So I just um, want to empower you guys to think outside of the box, look at your medical records, look at some of these things, and I hope this has been helpful. Um, I just really, th this has kind of been on my mind because I've seen a lot of people asking um, in some of the veteran boards that I follow, you know, active duty guys, how do I get my stuff documented because my provider, you know, brushes me off and kicks me out and doesn't want to, you know, have time for this. I'm in the MEB. I don't feel like my stuff is getting documented. I feel like they're, you know, making me feel shitty for coming in, excuse my language. Um, well, just you know, try not to overwhelm the, the medical provider when you're in there with 20 things at once, but, you know, get them documented, but make sure they're there. You're giving them the opportunity to do the due diligence to the condition that you want to be seen for. If you come in to see me and you want to be seen for 20 things, I can't really give you my 100% best on your knee or your back because you're trying to hit me with 15 things. So schedule individual appointments for the things that you need to be seen for and just get them documented. Um, so I hope this was helpful to you guys possibly thinking about getting out. I hope this is helpful for veterans to have looks at your um, medical records from service that, that maybe you didn't think about. Um, 
you know, Alta came about in around 2004. So a lot of these documents are going to be in your hard copy record if you entered before 2004. Um, so don't forget to look in your hard copy record. Um, Mr. Friday is asking um, now, is allergic rhinitis presumptive now? So I'll, I'll answer a couple more questions here before I hop off. Um, so something came out and I'm going to post it on my um, Facebook, uh, my business Facebook wall um, here probably today. I've seen it on a lot of other pages that the VA came out a couple of days ago and said that they're going to start um, granting presumptively conditions like asthma, allergies, and um, sin sinusitis in some instances for exposures in certain areas to burn pits and, you know, it, toxins in the air. Um, I think that's fantastic. Um, I had somebody reach out to me since that's come out and ask, can I write a letter for that? And I'm like, well, I can write a letter. Yeah, but I don't, you know, nexus letters are never needed anyways. But especially in this situation, they're saying, hey, like if you were exposed and you have this medical condition, um, apply for it. Like just go for it. Get with your credit agent, BSO, whoever, and go for it. Um, I do believe in my opinion that a lot of those conditions um, applied previous to this to just the Gulf War presumption. The Gulf War presumption that's been out for years is more... Um, unexplainable illnesses, but in my opinion, things like eczema, allergies, um, stuff like that, uh, chronic sinusitis, I think fits in that category. Um, sometimes some examiners and raters don't agree. Lot, most times I think they do, but this literature that just came out or this ruling that just came out is going to be super helpful for veterans to really make that stick. And, you know, the asthma cases I've seen and, and, helped people with for burn pit exposure in the past have been very successful also. So now it's just more of a legal thing that they're saying, hey, overarching, we're probably going to take that. Um, let me look and see if there's any more questions I can answer. Um, let's see. Um, so if you are 90% but paid at 100% permanent and total unemployable, should you take a chance adding other issues? You know, that's a really good, great question to ask um, whoever's helping you in the claims filing process. I'm not an administrative expert, um, but I, I always say if you think that you can get back into the work field, that's fantastic so that you can... Um, you know, if you can't and you're unemployable due to your disabilities, that's certainly, um, I'm glad you're being taken care of. But if you think that, you know, you want to get back into the work field and, and perhaps you have some other things that can get you to schedule there a hundred percent, you know, that's something that you should definitely consider with your um, BSO. But, um, you know, it's tough anytime you file a claim. So I hear they, they're going to just relook at your stuff. That's what they do. So, um, anything can happen, right? Um, let's see. I guess that's probably about it. Um, somebody asked me what kind of services we offer. So I'll, I'll answer that real quick. I am not an accredited agent or a VSO or an attorney or anything like that. So I don't get involved whatsoever with the administrative portion of the claims filing process. I do, however, work with um, veterans that have fantastic accredited agents, VSOs. And, you know, there, there are many out there, the VA lists them. Um, so I always tell that like, here's a list that the VA has of great people you can reach out to your veteran, your veteran service officer in every county can help you. What I do is, um, I, I am a physician assistant. I write independent medical opinion letters, um, 
often referred to as nexus letters that are technical reports that can help veterans with their um, in their pursuit of VA disability. These these reports are never required. Um, they are they are simply um, things that can be added in to help you to show a link between an injury and an illness in your service. Okay, um, so basically what I do is I review medical records and I help with things. For example, um, if you had a back injury 30 years ago in service, you applied for it, you know, recently you were denied. They may have said something like there was just no continuity and that was an isolated incident. But your report is that you just treated, you know, you were told by the docs many times that your back just, you know, this was it. You're going to have to deal with it. And so you took Motrin or what it maybe didn't have a ton of visits. So we, we kind of help um, show with literature kind of how these things can be connected, right? So I never write an opinion that's just like, because I said so. It's like, well, here are the facts that I read from a medical standpoint in the history, and here's some literature that supports the opinion that this could be related, right? So I hope you guys found this helpful. Um, I am going to jump on again soon, and uh, if you guys have anything else you, you can think of you'd like to hear me talk about, I'm happy to do so. Um, have a great weekend. Thanks.